I'm Deontay Burton, and I'm down to dunk. I'm Hamadou Diallo. Hey, I'm Danilo Gallinari. I'm Chris Paul, and I'm down to dunk. I'm Louis Dort, and I'm down to Dort. What's Dort? I, I'm not gonna lie, I don't know what that was. In English, bro. I'm Darius Baisley, and I'm down to dunk. I'm Shake Gilgis Alexander. I'm Steven Adams. I'm Andre Robertson, and I'm down to dunk. Yeah. On you. Seven five zero of down to dunk. <laughs> you can find us on C. Of course, anywhere you subscribe to your podcast. I am Luke. Joined this morning by Andrew. Slam through. Taylor. Oh, Susanna, don't you cry for me. Well, I come from Alabama with a banjo on my knee. Slam through. And Jay. It's Jay. Wow. That was good, Taylor. Man, that's it's a good song, man. That's <laughs> a really good song. Great song. Hey, do you think people like listen to that song? Like go to Spotify and like pull that oh, song. Oh, surely. Up? Like I'm gonna look it up. Oh yeah. Like on without like, a doubt. It like, has millions and millions and millions of listeners. How many Jay, look it I'm up. I'm on it right how, now. How, guess how many it has. I just want to... I would guess in honor of our seven hundred and fiftieth episode, it has seventy five million listens (laughs) i mean andrew something you have to assume is all of alabama listens to that song every day so that's a lot of numbers right there and then some some of louisiana i I think i agree uh Uh, did toby is this toby keith's claim to fame oh susanna yeah gotta imagine no you would think that his bar and grill would be called toby keith's (laughs) <laughs> Don't you cry for me or something. Okay, so the Thunder <laughs> lost their last preseason game hey, hey, to the buddy. Memphis Grizzlies. And so I felt like we had two different outcomes. We had like the first, the Dallas game, the second Dallas game where they got destroyed. Where it's like if if this team actually goes into tank mode and they look like this, like that would be miserable. But then you looked at the other night and you're like, if the, if the team tanks and it looks like this, like this is okay. You know, like that was that was okay. You saw them trying hard. You saw you know, good things from Shea, good things from Baisley, uh, and I don't know if you felt the same way, Taylor. Yes, I did. I really liked <laughs> Shea. You, you caught me off guard. I thought that was going to be your only oh, response. Man. Yes, cool. Yes, I did. No, Baisley was really good. Um, well, uh, hold on. I didn't even watch the last game. Are we just talking about all preseason? I'm talking about. I was talking about <sighs> Memphis. You don't watch any of it. No, I was driving back from Oklahoma City. Yeah, Memphis. Right. So I'll um, talk about it. Memphis looked. It did look legitimate. Like the only piece of that game that you felt like wasn't wouldn't be the part of a full teardown rebuild is Stephen and and without a doubt to me Stephen was the best player on the floor. Yeah. Other than Daniel Brooks, apparently. But and that his name Daniel? No. No, it's something Brooks. Scotty. Yep, that's it. Scott Brooks. Which shows you something. He's, I think he scored 23 in the third quarter, which was The third bonkers. quarter was miserable. It was yeah. absolutely miserable. But it was one of those things when you watch watch them play, and I guess Danilo was on the floor too, but he, dude, yeah. you want to talk about a dude that's just going through the motions of preseason. Danilo is like moving in half speed, just doop-doo-doo, up and down the court, doesn't really play hard. 
Which is fine. That's what he should do in preseason. <laughs> he, did, he did that and shot 41%. I know. Three. But it really, and maybe that's just his game. I haven't watched his game enough over the course of his career to, to see how he plays consistently. But it definitely felt like he was just kind of in half speed most of that game. So yeah. Steve, Steve was unbelievable. Now, it helps that, I mean, they had Jaron Jackson Jr., who, you know, is a good player. Yeah. I think he shot, what, 12 three-pointers, made two of them, three of them. Uh, but Jaron couldn't handle Steve on the post. And then they also run uh, Bruno Caboclo at center now. Caboclo, yeah. yeah. Which Alex is, and I talked about that. Oh, I know. And then you saw a lot of it that night. And Steve just – you should at least, if you didn't watch that game, you should at least go watch the game to see parts of what Steve did because he looked unbelievable in that game. Which is kind of one of the let da- letdowns. Like, I wish they could have staggered his games a little differently, and I would have loved to have watched him play against the Mavericks. Like, I think it would have been a lot of the same because Kristaps really isn't like he's a rim protector, but he's not a tremendous on-ball center defender. I would have loved to see it. Yeah, and obviously we'll we'll get to see yeah, Steve against plenty Lowe. of times. But it would have been nice to see Steven and Chris against that team because yeah. the huge difference with with that game was that they had two guys in Luca. Yeah, that are real NBA and, guys that are like on their way to stardom. Yeah, you know. Yeah, and potential superstars. And the Thunder had zero. The Thunder did not. And they them. had the worst version of Dennis Schroeder possible. <laughs> he was one for ten, and he was he was absolutely miserable. Yeah. Hey, just to give a quick update, I can't figure out how to see how many plays that song has had because. There's 75 versions of the same song. Oh, yeah. And each has a million million listens. There it is. His name is Dylan Brooks. And whenever, whatever you said. What did I say, Daniel Brooks? Whatever you said, Jay, made me forget who he was. Yeah. Is he a real player? Like, I I followed him a little bit. Okay, okay. He was a part of that Marshawn Brooks trade. or R.I.P. They thought he was. When I watched Dylan Brooks play. And they kept saying, Brooks from three, I kept thinking, man, Taylor's going to be really excited that Marshawn <laughs> is playing that well. <laughs> but no. it's not him. It's a different one. It's not him. But he was, I, I mean, you know, like it, it's hard. Like preseason, it's one of those things I think for most fans where you only take good things away from it whenever it's the stuff you want it to be good. And then when it's bad stuff, you're like, ah, I mean, you know, it's preseason. It's just preseason. <laughs> I know. It's like I mean, it should be playing a little bad. Preseason. So, so a few takeaways that I would take um, – I think from preseason, and, and I'd love to get your thoughts on this. Is um, I mean, it's pretty obvious that a lot of the offense is going to go through Steve. Um, yeah, it's hard to really know what this team's going to look like, at least for this first you know part of the season. Mm-hmm. Although I think our basic understanding is that Chris is going to be a part of this team all season, but it's hard to see what this team is without Chris without playing Chris Paul. Like he's going to be, he's not. He doesn't. Ha- he's not going to have the usage that a Russell did or a yeah. James Harden does, but he's going to have as much impact on every play, going up and down the court. Um, yeah, I mean, Chris. I mean, he he scored six points a game. Yeah, in the preseason. Yeah. So we he only played we, one, right? We don't know what he's going to do. Yeah, but we really don't know what this team is today. Yeah, because of that, and they're not playing him because they don't need to. He's old. <laughs> yes, and he doesn't need. He doesn't need to rack up any minutes during the preseason, which I agree with. So a few things that I liked. Uh, Steven, I thought, was tremendous in every single way. 
Shea Gilgis's ability to finish at the rim yeah. is almost already at an elite level. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'll be anxious slash excited to see how he plays um, being kind of that secondary. I think that secondary role may fit him a little better. And I think, I mean, he he's he could possibly be in a primary scoring role. Yeah. Which, it, which is what it feels like because he didn't hardly average any assists during the preseason. And, and we do. I think we have a question about that. He was 18.8 points per game during the preseason. The thing that does for me that's, that's pretty encouraging is if you start looking long-term at this team, like it makes it to where you don't really have to be super specific on what you pair with him. Yeah. Not that I feel like he's the foundational building block, but he is enough of a tweener between probably the one all the way he could guard some threes. Like, you don't want to do it he a lot. some three last year, but yeah, he's a one-two. Yeah, but yeah. Y- you can pair him with the traditional point guard. You can predi- you can pair him with another guy that's similar to him. Like, there's a lot of versatility with his, his skill set, I think. So, mm-hmm. so Shea, I, I think, was a, a big plus coming out of the season, so is the, or coming of the preseason, so is Steven Adams. The third person that, that got me the most excited – for what this team can be this year and going forward. I thought Darius Baisley was was one of the more consistent players in the whole team. Yeah. He as far as making plays, rebounding and positional defense. As, as when you look at the shooting, no, no, no it no. wasn't it wasn't there. Um But it didn't feel Now correct me. Like you watched a lot of this. Like me watching Baisley, nothing makes me think this guy can't score. Yeah, I like. I don't. I know McKelly has looked at his shot more advanced mm-hmm. than I have, and and says there's some kind of mechanic issues as far as the three point shot that he's got to work out. And but for for a young player, and this is kind of where I'm going. For a young player, if you start looking like through all of the things that you would say, what sets somebody behind as a young player? Okay, defensive positioning is normally a high one, right? Yeah. Rookies get smoked on defense. Uh, you look at court vision you know how does the feel for the game like some of those things are the bigger things that i think at least for um, most of the rookies we've experienced where it's kind of the question mark and the shooting it doesn't feel like it's andre robertson's deficiency yeah it's not what was that taylor i think a car you heard that yeah Yeah. was that a was there a truck outside yeah there's a highway right outside our house that is like the the highway that all the streetcar people race on Oh. So there's just like loud ass cars all the time. Oh, they're racing for just pinks. Going. That's cool. They're seen, ra- yeah, they're racing for pinks. I've seen here. Fast and Furious. I know how it goes. So yeah. Andrew, what do you like? Give me a few of your Basley thoughts coming out of preseason. I think he did a lot more than <laughs> he did a lot more than I thought he would. Uh, <laughs> I really like his ability to get to the rim, and his finishing has has got to get better. But I like his ability to find his teammates. Like that uh, one pass to Gallinari in the corner specifically was outstanding. And he's done stuff like that. He did the the pass to Terrence Ferguson, I think, the first preseason game where you're like, oh. And his ability to handle the ball. And I just he, – he's got to keep doing those things. Like they've got to keep giving him the ball. they got to keep letting him do those kind of things throughout the season. Because if you park him in the corner or if you ask him to do like specific things like – take threes he was 28 percent from three in the preseason or we want you to score the basketball he's 36 percent from the field in the preseason yeah like that's not his job if they can make him into 
some kind of point forward type of role where he can be a versatile defender and then let the shot come along, but not try to because in the past it's been if you're a rookie or if you're a young guy and you're going to play with the Thunder, you're going to be parked in the corner and you're going to be judged on the the five times you touch the ball in the game. And if you don't hit your shots, then you suck. And if you make your shots, you're great. And I don't think that's Darius Baisley at all. I think that he's a he's going to have to be a guy that handles the ball that is able to do all these things and not be kind of boxed in. Cause if you box him in, I think that he's, he's not worth a whole lot. Yeah. And I, it, there were moments, especially in that last game against Memphis where pretty early on in the fourth quarter, late third quarter, they went to a all bench slash young slash G team or G league team. Right. So it's uh, Devin yeah. Hall is out there playing point guard. And at that point I was like, let Baisley run point. Yeah. Although Hall was awesome, Hall was pretty good this preseason. Quarter. I don't think he's. I don't think he's going to be. He, he just has the athletic skill set of a G League player. Like, yeah, he's slow. Yeah, he's and you slow. can't be slow. I mean, I don't know. I don't he's know. A, I don't know. He's what a to good spot up shooter, though. I mean, I don't think that he's like a long term anything, but I think that he's at least interesting as a two way guy. You know who else impressed me in that Memphis game? Mike. Muscala. He was good, man. He was really good. And I think one of the day I can't remember who it was from the Daily Thunder, but they mentioned this. Like, if you do think about the roster that was to be, Muscala like would have been a plus comparison. Yeah. To Patrick Patterson, right? Like, he, yeah, he is. He's white too, Pat. Yeah, and he just shot. I mean, he, but he, he, and maybe it's just because he hasn't. You know, like he didn't fall apart yet, and we would have just seen him shoot twenty percent from the the three point line. But he just does that sim- similar, very similar, similar game. Yeah. Uh, and he's forty six percent from three in the preseason. Yeah, he was he was really good against Memphis. He was on so, fire against Memphis. There are some things that you can look at from this preseason run that that do give you a little bit of a, I don't know, kind of excitement for what the season. I think my expectations, and this is unfair, I get this. My expectations have probably tempered a little bit from preseason to now, um, just recognizing like some of these guys that I was really hoping to take a leap and help kind of the depth of this team, I just don't think are going to be as consistent as I wanted them to be. Like Ferguson who? makes me incredibly nervous, although he did not get to play against Memphis because he, he was in a car wreck on the way to... A little fender bender. Yeah, a little fender bender. So Ferguson was... Just because the last taste was that game against Dallas and he was... Horrible. He was really bad. Uh, Nader, I, I could not, and Alex said this on Twitter, I could not see Nader and Schroeder play basketball again for the rest of my life and be thrilled about that. <laughs> I know. There's a, lot of, there's a lot of Nader hype out there. Man, and he was bad. He was really bad. He was really bad all preseason. Well, it just felt like they don't, like both of them, it's like you don't know what to do. Once you get somewhere, like Nader's so frantic. Yeah, I just I, I he literally could sit on the bench, and I'd be th- I, they could wave him tomorrow, and I'd be like, yeah, perfect. I'd be okay. So that's what's that's what's so interesting about Baisley is it seems you see these guys come into the league, and it takes them like two or three years to be comfortable with their handle. And okay, if I beat my man, now where do I go? Right? It takes a long time. It's taken Baisley like. 
it took him like three preseason games to to have a noticeably different game when he beat his man. Because the first two games, if you especially the first preseason game against Dallas, when we first saw him the first time, he would beat his man and get kind of lost and stumble around. And he had some at the rim. But I guess uh, in this last game, in this Memphis game, how many assists did he have? Six, Six? total, yeah. Six, yeah. It's crazy. And I saw some highlights, like that one that he – uh, passed in the air at the rim over to the corner. Was it Gallinari? Gallo, got yeah. it to in the corner. It was amazing. It was like, oh, you knew what you were going to do. You had spatial awareness and you had, uh, you knew where all your teammates were in the middle of that play with defenders around you. That's crazy. Yeah. That's I, what Nader doesn't have. If I was going to say 27, it can't happen. If I was, so, if I was going to say something about Baisley that probably, I, in my opinion, watching him add it to his field goal issues is the only thing he does is he has the tendency to overpass and overthink about getting the next guy instead he'll get to the rim and instead of just finishing the layup he throws it back out to the yeah he tried to finish a lot during the preseason yeah he tried a lot of different ways to finish yeah and he's just got a ways to go yeah he's young he's 20 he's 19 good night he's seven years younger than nader He's seven years old. And already has a better feel on the floor. Unbelievable. It, it feels I thought like. he's eight years. How, how old is Baisley? 19? Yeah. Yeah. Did Nader turn 26 Nader or 27? I think he's 26. Yeah. I don't think he's 27. Oh. So the regular season starts on Tuesday for the entire NBA. A couple really fun games to start the season. You mm-hmm. have the Pelicans versus the Raptors is your early one, 6 o'clock, and then at 8, or sorry, at 7 o'clock, 9.30, you have the Clippers and the Lakers. But the Thunder play on Wednesday night against the Jazz in Utah to start their season. And so it's here. It's a big matchup. It isn't. Is it? <laughs> yeah, that's a really this is a tough team. Yeah, I mean, I'm saying but like like what? I mean, it division foe, Jay? What are you doing right I'm just now? saying like it's, uh, if if you were thinking like this was last year, like yeah, this year it's like, yeah, it'll be a fun game to watch and not feel like it has some sort of enormous implications. Gosh, they don't win that game, Jay. I know. The whole season. <laughs> the whole Do you guys season. want to hear something funny? Sure. About Abdul sure. Nader? Sure. Sorry. Uh, basketball Reference is doing projections. Have you seen this? Mm-mm. They do player projections for the season. They have Nader projected at 12.6 points per game. 12? 12.6 points per game. Shooting 41% and 33% from three. <laughs> and hitting 1.7 threes per game. Is that like a per like, 36 oh, minute type of deal? Uh, I don't I don't think so. Because that's like... Oh, it is per 36. It is per 36. That's what he shot last year. Oh, really? Uh-huh. Well, they could put more thought into these projections then. Well, the... <laughs> All they did was take last year's stats and do them for 36. Yeah, dude. Probably going to do this. Okay, we, sorry to interrupt your division rival conversation. We do have we do have a lot of Twitter questions closing down the preseason, heading into the regular season. But before we get there, I want Andrew, tell me a little bit about ShopGood. Oh, boy. Oh. They're awesome, man. They're So ShopGood is a brand, and they have – all kinds of great things. They have Thunder shirts, which you guys are obviously interested in. You can go to shopgoodokc.com and and check out all their stuff there. 
because it's great. You can buy off there, or you can go to their actual store. It's at 1007 North Broadway Avenue. <clears throat> it's in Automobile Alley right next to Coffee Slingers, and it's great. And if you want, just, just to get a little taste of what they're like, go to their Instagram at shopgoodokc.com. It's all original artwork that is done in-house, created by the owner of Shopgood. They print their own stuff. It's all hand-printed. And everything is very well thought out. They're sweatshop free. They start with blank shirts. Um, and they're just, they're amazing. They're earth friendly. All the materials are non-toxic. Like the, everything is thought out. They're not just like trying to create a business, trying to make money, trying to like, they are thinking about every single step and how it could or could not affect the people or the environment around them, which is rare these days. And so I would definitely go check them out. I would go to the, just go to their store. Like their store is really, really cool. And they're having their 10-year anniversary party on October 26th. They're going to have activities in the morning for kiddos. They're going to have stuff for uh, everybody else throughout the whole day. It's going to be awesome. So you've got to go to their 10-year anniversary party uh, and support the people that support Down to Dunk. Uh, you can go to shopgoodokc.com and check out. They have a Tulsa Driller shirt that you can buy. And Down to Dunk listeners get 10% off with the promo code DTD. So go check that out and support the people that support Down to Dunk. So an actionable item right now. Yeah. Go on there and go on Instagram. I know all, I mean, 90% of the people that follow us have an Instagram. Go on Instagram, search Shop Good OKC and follow them. Like you won't be disappointed. You're going to see their products. Everything they make is incredible. So check them out. Yeah. Well, hey guys, now while football season is in full swing, you can place a wager on football. Placing a wager on football has never been easier with betonline.ag. This week, like most weeks, I'm watching Oklahoma State Cowboys. It's homecoming. Got to bet on the pokes for it. But wait, now that the NBA preseason is over and the season is about to start to celebrate another season kickoff, betonline.ag and CLNS Media are giving you a 50% welcome bonus what? on your first deposit. What? Head on over to betonline betonline.ag or use your mobile device to join today and use promo code CLNS50 all capital letters to receive your welcome bonus. You have to put a minimum deposit of $55 to qualify for the bonus. You do that, you get the bonus and then you can start betting on games. Don't sit on the sidelines this basketball season. Get into all the action with betonline.ag, your online sportsbook experts. Hey guys, Twitter questions. questions. Our first Twitter question comes from at Ben Elephant King who wants to know, how is it that we know less about the starting lineup and who's going to contribute off the bench after watching the preseason? <laughs> I mean, it's like I thought that question was perfect because it's so true. Yeah, I feel like I feel like I've unlearned things. <laughs> um, so, I mean, what's your predictions? Like, we know four positions are set: Chris, Shay, Danilo, Steve. You think they? So, there's. Uh, n please pull me off the ledge of thinking they're going to start three point guards. No, I think they'll start Ferg. 
I mean, uh, that hasn't changed. Uh, so, yeah, that's what I think will happen. Okay. He just did not start a single game in the preseason. Didn't he start against the Mavericks? No. They no. started Danilo. Or, excuse me, Diallo. Did he start? Yeah. I don't know. Now I feel like I no, said the that. Ma- I said that with such confidence. <laughs> well, it the sounds right to me. Yeah, first time was three-point guards, but the second time, was it for? I don't know, man. I don't think so. I thought it was Schroeder, Shea, Diallo. Diallo. Yeah. I still think they'll start him. Baisley. I still think they start Terrence. I mean, maybe they maybe they do start Hami. I'd be surprised. I just don't know why you'd want to start Hami over Ferg. That's another guy I did not get much... Um, clarity on what he brings or who he is who Hami Hami like I mean, he is what he is I, I thought think. we saw that he's a he's I a thought de- we saw he's a way better defensive player yeah he's a defender he's slasher like a slasher yeah that's what he is yeah yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm scared <laughs> hey guys our next Twitter question comes from at thunder underscore bus underscore pod who who says it seems like our bench units are going to struggle to score. Should Billy stagger the point guards to help with this and maybe give SGA some run as the lead ball handler? I mean, I think that's definitely going to happen. I, I think they want to give Shea as much opportunity this whole season to to have the ball in his hands and to score. And so, yeah, I think that will happen. They also like you have to play Dennis Schroeder. You have to play him. Just for because he's tradeability, one, he's, for locker room, just because he's, I mean, still, if you don't a, play he's him, still a quality player, even yeah. though he did not look like yeah. it. Yeah, and that was, I think, some of that's preseason. Because, I mean, la- last year during the season, he looked good. Yeah, but for I, the most part. Yeah. Other and, than that, when he had a child, like he yeah. had obviously was kind of out of sync for a little while, but he yeah. was pretty good. Yeah, he's still a pretty good player, and so I think they play him. A lot, and he's—they're going to count on him to score the basketball off the bench. Um, but, so, I, but yeah, I do think that they'll stagger those two, and I think they will give Shea as many opportunities as they can. I'll tell you who also didn't impress me this preseason, and just really couldn't figure out where he fit. And I know it's going to hurt, man. Don't do this, Jay. Burton was just kind of a, a guy. Oh, I guess you didn't the see the Euro step, Jay. I didn't. I it did was not. Beautiful. So here's so this is my question. Like you're pretty certain on the guys that are going to be in that kind of starting rotation. You throw Shooter in there. Like who else from the bench is going to get real rotation minutes? I mean Nerlens. 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 Does Muscala? Yes. I, I think, think he. I think he does. I think Michael play. Uh, I think Baisley plays. Yep. And so that's four. That gives you nine. And, and then Hami. I think. Yeah, I think ten H- with Hami. Yeah. And I think from night to night, I don't think anything will be the same. Right. I don't think it's like, okay, this is our 10-man rotation. We're sticking with it. You know, that's, Billy, we don't know what a lot of these guys are. We don't know what Baisley, Burton, Hami, Dort, Terrence, Shea to a degree, Nader, Justin Patton. We don't know what any of those guys are. <clears throat> we don't know that any of them, like, have a direct path to be in the NBA for the next five years. Right. Shea, I think we do. But everybody else, it's like, I don't I don't know what they are. Also, and Terrence. Terrence has developed a, a at least a a floor where he's just like a role player. Yep. 
everybody else it's like i don't know like i don't know who these guys are what they can and can't do and you have to go play the games and so and i think i would guess that the thunder feel the same and you're, you're going to want to try lots of different combinations you're going to on some nights maybe basically doesn't play at all and they try to get a feel for somebody else you know, I, I don't think there's consistency there. I think that the players that will consistently play as long as they're on the roster, you know, Steven, Terrence, Danilo, Shea, um, Chris. CP3. I think those guys and, That's it. and Dennis. Yeah. <clears throat> I think those are the guys that you can say, yeah, those guys are going to play consistent minutes night in, night out. I don't even know if you can say that New Orleans is going to play like the same 12 minutes every night because they were going to want to try Mike Muscala at center at times. Yeah, New Orleans is most definitely what he is. It feels like that. Like he is what he is. It feels like that. I mean, there's I mean, I don't know if if other te- how much interest other teams had in him this offseason. I have no clue. But you would think I mean, he literally is playing for less money on this team than he did last year and opted out of a contract that would have paid him more money. Not to mention, go back three or four years, and he opted out of. Oh, well, I mean, yeah, then an he enormous really, contract really screwed himself there. But I mean, I just don't get it. Like, why would you come back to this team to to play? And he was given the same option to okay. leave. Yeah, and you could go play for a team like the Lakers and maybe start. I mean, I w- I would guess that the Lakers would have rather had him than Dwight. Like, I feel like they were like reluctantly signed Dwight Howard is what it felt like. Yeah, I have no I'm I have no idea what the Lakers Did you see are. Dwight Howard's pants fly off in the layup line? Yeah, I did that. I did see that. Did you see JaVale <laughs> yeah. fake an injury? He farted him right off. Did you see that against the Warriors? Uh uh-uh. uh. He faked an injury under the basket, like he rolled his ankle and he kinda like hobbled off and then he as soon as they stopped guarding him, he jumped back on and Anthony Davis threw him a pass and he dunked it. <laughs> the whole Warriors team was like because it's like uh, Draymond you. and like yeah. all of these guys on the floor, and they're just like, what the hell? It also looked like a set play because Anthony Davis it threw is. the ball, I, like leading him to the basket from out of bounds. So I think it was like a set play. Okay, never mind. The Lakers deserve Dwight Howard. They deserve everything. They, they do, man. Like they deserve they whatever happens to them. Okay, never mind. Hey, guys, let's God, move on so to, to our next Twitter question. The well, Celtics could use Nerlens. Oh, there's a lot of teams they could use. Why did he? I just keep asking myself, why did he come back to the Thunder? He hates money. I don't know. I don't get it. I personally, I, so mean, I think he likes the organization. I think he likes Billy. I think those are the reasons, but it's still, it's like, I think you can have a bigger role somewhere else. Yeah. And more. he may, like, they may trade him at some point for whatever, like nothing. Trade the men. Because Justin Patton, I don't think he's as good as Nerlens, but it's like for a backup center. He's inter- he does a lot of interesting things. He is. He just, watching him play, I guess it was that Dallas game. Like he just he's he's at least interesting. Yeah. He he's got some skills. Hey guys, let's move on to our next Twitter question. It comes from at Johnny Ho34, who wants to know which Thunder player do you expect to be least surprised by this season? Least su- I I will not be surprised by Chris Paul, I guess. Like he's just gonna be who he is. He's gonna be good. And he's going to do Chris Paul things. I think already I'll say that I'm probably least surprised by Nader. Least surprised that he's the same guy he was last year. Just that not I good. didn't want yeah. to see play. Yeah. yeah. I I bought into the hype, man. I was I was 
Uh, no. That's because you love these Houston vibes. You love like this Josh Houston, Abdul Nader. They're the same player. It's like, well, I can see how. <laughs> you did. <laughs> You're Taylor, back on. Leave me alone. Taylor. Uh, we'll say this though. That is so, All right, so Taylor. Mean. Let me ask this question: If you had a choice between Nader or Houston. Am I am I still muted? No, no, maybe come on. If I had a choice between Nader or Houston, I'd rather have an open roster spot. <laughs> That's not the question. That's not the question, Taylor. I'd take Houston in a second. Yeah, in a heartbeat. No, I'll take Nader. Why would you take Nader? Just Give me one reason. Because so at least Nader's done something. Like what? What has he done? Well, he's hit some threes in the in games. Listen, they're both terrible. Why are you making me pick? The, I I'm. My argument is they both suck. Why are you d- debating with me about which one is better? And here's the thing. Danilo Gallinari is the least surprising player this year to me. I think he's going to be kind of bored. I think he's just going to play and he's going to hit threes. Did you see that like step back play he had two games ago? And someone was coming up to get him a pick, and he looked annoyed almost. He was like, get away from me. <laughs> really and then did, just hit yeah. this really smooth step back three yeah. over him, and then turned around, and his face was so unbothered. I just think he's going to be like, why am I Why am I here? Yeah, I'm more, so good. From the preseason, more and more, I was like, yeah, he's they're going to trade him. Like, as yeah. soon as they get a decent first-round pick from a team that, I mean, they're going to trade him. No. He's just, he needs to be on a con- he needs to be on a contender. Yeah, he's he's so good, man, and his he's so tall. He's freaking six ten, right? Yeah, six ten. He's big man. Hey guys, um, our next Twitter question comes from Matt Ben Elephant King, who wants to know who is going to start the revolt if Nader averages more minutes than Baisley early in the season. This is some Nader hate pod. I'm so sorry. I did not mean. He's probably a decent person. I have no idea. Nader hater. I don't know. Uh, I refuse to put him on the intro, though. So, <laughs> so I don't know why you say that. I love him, Taylor, because I actively. He, I, he was probably the one, person that I saw the most on media day. Walked you by said he, you were the one. You said like I had a lot of hope for him. I saw a lot of upside. I was joking. You liked him last year. I was joking. I did oh. not like him last year. Go <laughs> look at the listen to the tape, man. Go listen to yourself talk. Yeah, you loved him. <laughs> Did did not, um, <laughs> yeah. That will not be cool if they play Nader more than Baisley. I, I don't think uh, it'll happen. Like, what's the point? What's the point? I mean, that would be a Billy. That would be a Billy decision, and it'll be a well a bad Billy decision if that that's be a bad one. if that's what happens. That's what, then the revolt should be against Billy at that point, in my opinion. Like if we're if he plays more than Baisley, it's like okay, like what, like what are you doing? Are you are you tanking, man? Are you taking the season here? Because we need to play Darius Baisley. Like they need to play him as much as possible. And I would argue that they play different positions, and so it may be a positional thing where they do feel like they he wants to play Mike Muscala more, who because he knows he's going to make threes and he's going to make standstill threes, and he knows Baisley won't. And maybe that's the decision. And I get that. Like, I would understand that. Yeah. If you're just wanting to put more three-point shooting out there, because Baisley's just not there. Um, But if it... I don't... I'm not sure that there's a direct... I'm going to play Nader over Baisley 
because I don't think they'll play the same position, at least as of today. Our next Twitter question totally agree. has to do with Baisley. It's from at Kobe Zeller, no. who wants to know, <laughs> is it a bold prediction to say that Baisley will start at least 25 games this season? I mean, yeah, that's pretty bold. It, it just depends on when Gallo gets traded and then what. After Gallo gets traded, are they going to start him or or Mike? Is what it comes down to. Mike. I think they'll, they'll start Mike. I don't know. I, think, I don't know that. I don't know that. I don't know that. I'm just asked. I asked the question and I don't know the answer. I think they might start Darius. That would be so cool. I would love that. They started I mean, Sabonis. Same. They did. Same coach. Same GM. Started Domas. So and I don't know. in a year that they that expectations were a lot greater too. Mm-hmm. Mm, hey, so my dream is this. Can we pause? No, Jay, you're going to listen to my dream. You go ahead. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, I thought listen you said your dream. dream was what we were just talking about. Go ahead. My dream is this: mm-hmm. by the end of the year, this is the starting lineup. Mm-hmm. Shea Gilgis Alexander, mm-hmm. Hamadou Diallo, mm-hmm. Terrence Ferguson. Maybe I don't know yet. Darius Baisley. Steven Adams, and... That's five guys. Uh, Are you starting six people? <laughs> is that five? That's it. That's it. Okay, yeah. I think it's already got five. That's my dream. That's Man, my dream. You're dreaming of a just a team just laying up bricks, man. That's my dream, man. We need to see how good... But this is like after a whole year with Chris Paul and Gallinari, so they've really... They've grown so fast. Chris Paul's such a good player. He just boosts productivity and uh, a speed of which you can develop by 50 times. Oh, Taylor, I would just be cautious with your wish. Why? Just be a little cautious. I just think oh. that it's I think it's going to be hard to trade Chris in season. Oh yeah, definitely. I think at the draft, I, I would I would love would look at the draft because it, especially now that Bradley Beal is off the market, or at least feels that way. And maybe Buddy Heald will be too, if Sacramento does the right thing. He is so mad at them. He's not happy. Uh, then I the the options for improving your team are going to be really limited, and so yeah, you can't go get a game changing free agent this next summer because there's not going to be very many of them, and the trade market is gonna is not going to be as good either, and so. Chris Paul is going to be one of the better players out there on the trade market. And so I think that teams that want to improve, that want to take it to the next level, I think Chris can be a guy to do that. And he'll also have one, one less year on his contract. I just, and I yes. definitely, I do not, I think with pretty, I mean, firm, like, belief, they're not going to give anything with Chris Paul to get him off their team. Yeah, yeah, we've like, been I we've been say saying that, that for like, a while that it doesn't make any sense. Like, why would you do that? Why would you acquire all these assets to spend them to no. get rid of players? I mean, that's the the Thunder are, are I mean, at bet at at worst, I think that they it's a salary swap for Chris. I think they would like to get an asset back. Yeah, I mean, completely agree. It would make no sense that they would ever do something. You're, you're like not going to trade a first rounder. Just to make sure Chris Paul's not on your book so that you can have a nice clean cap sheet. Nope. That's just not going to happen. Hey guys, let's move on to our next Twitter question. It comes from at Heavens DH Gate. 
who this is an, uh, this is important for everyone to know this question is in all caps and has no punctuation and it is this is Shea a true point guard his assists suck also take buddy to the trade machine <laughs> um, is he a true point guard I mean he's he's not like a pure pass first point guard but you don't have to be in this league to to I mean is Damian Lillard like a pure point guard? Like I don't think he's a pure point guard. I mean, like the when we think about pure point guards, we think about Chris Paul. Yep. Right. Um, like is Steph Curry a pure point guard? Like, nope. No. Like is James Harden a pure point guard? No. So I don't think that matters. Who I don't, and I don't think the Thunder are looking at this and and saying like you have to average this many assists or the, like they're at this point it's who are it's you know who are you. Like who are you, like who is Shea, and what can and can't he do, and so I think they've got to figure that out, and I think that this is a part of the feeling out process. It doesn't. I don't think that you can look at any singular stat with Shea right now and be like, oh man, like that sucked. He's going to be terrible at this. This like he's still really young, and I wouldn't worry about that. Um, and. So, Buddy Heald yep. <laughs> is not happy with Sacramento. In fact, he's said things like they'll if they don't sign him to a new deal, they'll have to find a new home for him. And the question is, do we want Thunder to be his new home? So it's difficult because he, he makes he makes about four million, but that contract, if he gets what he wants, could balloon up to almost twenty eight million dollars a year. For Buddy Hill, no. for for Buddy T- tomorrow, I'll sign him tomorrow. To twenty eight million for four year for absolutely one hundred and ten million for the next. Four I think years. I think Buddy he'll be thirty one by the end of that contract uh, or, or forty five. I don't know. Yeah, uh, that which is not not as old to me anymore. I don't think uh, mainly because I'm way older than that. <clears throat> but it is one of those things with Buddy. I just think his skill set. There's nobody that does what he does. Like as well, minus Clay Thompson from yeah. the shooting guard position. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think he's, and maybe I'm wrong about this, but I mean, Brad Beal, I think, is more rounded, obviously, than Buddy Heald. But what did he just get? Two years at $70 million? Bradley yeah. Beal's way better than Buddy yeah, yeah, Heald. That, I, I, I said that. but <clears throat> I know, but, but Buddy's going to make just a little bit under Bradley Beal. Like if Buddy gets twenty eight, that's probably what. I mean, what is seven Buddy a year value? less than eighteen? Hmm. I can't hear what you said, Taylor. What's Buddy Heald's actual value? Not oh. market like as a player around eighteen million a year. I think it depends on the team he's on, too. Like market value. It the market will will dictate that that he's a, probably a twenty five to twenty eight million dollar player. Is what I would guess. So like, in three in three years, if you were to sign him to that, if you were to trade and sign him to that, and you had him and Steven Adams as your top two highest paid players, yeah, is that what you want? Heck no. Yeah, me neither. Buddy has shot over 42% from three every year he's been in Sacramento. 
If we were talking on massive attempt. If we were talking about a Russ and Paul led team, sure, bring them on, baby. We're talking about a team that has Chris Paul, who we just said they're going to trade next offseason. Danilo Gallinari, who said they're going to trade this season. I think the okay. So you're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. Like right. that. That. What do you want to be? Right. And Buddy what? is not. If you're. If you're the goal, which it feels like it is, is a replenish, rebuild sooner rather than later. Then Buddy doesn't fit in that timeline. If you're trying yeah. to just stay relevant. Yeah. If you want to fill the stands, Buddy's the guy that does that. So it's, it probably comes down to what your philosophy. It's is. a. It's a. What's your goal situation? Yep. Like, what is your goal? Do you want to have like a a pretty good team that makes the playoffs? Great. Let's go get Buddy healed and let's keep Chris Paul around. Let's keep Shea. Let's develop Shea. Um, let's keep you know, Steven here and let's let's gun it for the seven seed. You know, the the thing that's hard for me for the Sacramento Kings is you just paid Harrison Barnes so it, much money. They're the Kings, man. They're the Kings. They just they're. They've been bad for a decade. There's a reason, plus. right? And what you, about you? Do things like sign Harrison Barnes because you're you're anxious and you you need to you need to make a move and you need to do something and this isn't That's happening crazy. fast enough and <clears throat> so you go get Ariza and like I think that they have a chance to make the playoffs. Do they? Do they have like a clear path to being like a great team. Like I think that they're killing their path to being a great team yeah. by having Harrison Barnes. And on I their think team. part of that probably feeds into Taylor's point with the future of this team. Like, do you want to be the Kings? No. Right? Or do you want to be not even the Sixers count anymore since they went so free agent driven? But, like, do you want to be the Kings where it's like, hey, we had some building blocks with De'Aaron Fox and Buddy Heald, but we're going to try to expedite the process by adding all of these weird pieces like Corey Joseph and Trevor Ariza and – yeah. You know, like, are we to get what the eight seed? To fight the for the eight seed. seed, and you'll never because you went all in to try to get there. You'll never be as good as you could have been. Yeah, and you may be stunting Marvin Bagley's growth. You may be. <coughs> you I sa- think you're sacrificing things along yeah. the way, and the difference between like you mentioned the Sixers, like the Thunder can't just go get Al Horford if they lost a guy. Like you can't. The, the Thunder can't do that. The fact that we're the Thunder are located in Oklahoma City dictates that they can't do that. Well, and, and the only way you're going to get a free agent is if you overpay somebody who's not worth what you're going to pay him. And yes, I, the, and, and the it, Thunder yeah. have proven time and time again that for the most part, they're not ever going to do that. You could get a guy like Harrison Barnes. You could. You could pay level. Harrison Barnes $24 million a year for five years. And you and you screw yourself yep. because of that. So, so here, yeah. So what do you think about like? And I know this is just me thinking. Like, what would be a good landing spot for Buddy? Yeah. What would Buddy be if you swapped Jalen and Buddy? Yeah. Celtics, Kings. Neither one of them extend their guys because they're you know well for the Kings. I don't know. Maybe they just love Bogdanovich instead of Buddy, or they feel like they could get they replacement like- value at eighteen million less or whatever, or ten million less. And Jalen Brown fits – I mean, I don't know. Jalen Brown is listed as a shooting guard. Like, I feel like he's more of a tweener. He's more of a wing. Um, I don't know. I feel like Jalen would fit what the Kings want. But he still wants a ton of money, too. 
Like he wants close to or near max as well. Yeah. So the Kings aren't going to do that. But I just keep thinking about like teams that Buddy would fit on, that he would help. Yeah. I was. I mean, I would just straight up say like I just don't think it's like the Thunder are a good no no no, no trade no. partner for for him for a lot of reasons. What's I like him the- a lot. I like Buddy a lot, and I think that he would be awesome. And if you're like pairing him with Shea, I think it would be really fun. I just think that the, that there are higher goals, and Buddy. He raises your ceiling. Yep. As like who you're going to be as a team, especially if you have Shane, you have Steven. You're like, okay, like the the like they're you're a forty win team now. I don't. I just don't. I just don't know. That's yeah. exactly where you want to be, at least as of today. You know who he'd be great on? The Pelicans. He'd be really good for the Pelicans. <laughs> I know. I know, man. He really would be. But, the, but- I think there's not. A shortage of teams that would line up to try to trade for Buddy Heald if he was actually available. So I think the thing that you have to remember, like going back to the same point, the Pelicans under Jeff Bauer, who's the GM before uh, the guy that came from Cleveland, uh, whoever their GM is now. You're just like are doing this thing where you're just you're just killing the names in my head. I know <laughs> what in the world. Anyway, so. The former administration for the Pelicans did exactly what you don't want the Thunder to do. And they were pushed because they didn't do it well before that. Mm -hmm. They had Anthony Davis, which is literally the jackpot piece that you want to build around. But they blew David Griffin. Thank you, David Griffin. They blew every other move after that. And so what they did is they tried to expedite the process. And they brought in Boogie and got rid of Buddy Heald, which is like... Would have been a great pairing with Anthony Davis going forward, right? Mm-hmm. Like they did all of those things that you don't want to do as a franchise because they didn't have the patience to wait it out, and because they screwed all of the the investment they could have been making with Anthony Davis to pair him with better people early, mm-hmm. they didn't do well either. And so mm-hmm. it's just like if you're gonna be great, you have to have a mindset that says like. There's going to be a cost to that to get there. You have to have an actual. You just have to have a plan. Yeah, is what it comes it, down yeah. to. And what is your plan? Does it work? Maybe it won't work. But their plan was, oh, we got to go get that guy. And they're like, oh, we have the assets to get that. We got to go get that guy. And it was, oh, we we got to sign Tyreek Evans, and we got to sign this guy, and we've got to bring in these players, and you know, we got to sign Solomon Hill. Oh, Solomon Hill, like he was great in the playoffs. We got to go get that guy. I mean, it was just a frantic building of the team and it just obviously did not work no andrew speaking of plans from at tyler beats one what are your what are your kids planned to be for halloween um we're gonna be our whole family is gonna be mario characters i think i knew that (laughs) you didn't know that um are your my older sons mario and luigi my one-year-old will be um toad oh that's good uh, my wife will be Princess Peach, and I will be a Yoshi. <laughs> oh, that's so good. That's pretty Yoshi. good. Do you make them? Um, some yes, we will make. It's pretty easy to pretty easy to make a Mario costume. <laughs> I don't know, man. I've never been Mario. I, How I, do you lo- make a Yoshi costume? Well, don't I really, have a. I actually have like a Yoshi like hat I've head, been, like a head. I've been I've been cool. Waluigi before. I know. You love Halloween. It's your favorite holiday. Love it. Love it. I hate it. I don't oh, dress up anymore. Like, I've just given it up. Like, I don't I dress hate up. I it, too. Man. Oh, it's so good. I like it. All right, guys. Our next 
Twitter question. Y'all go from- all in. Like for us, it's like Andrew. What do you want to be? Thanos. Cool. We'll buy the costume. <laughs> Ours is every year. It's like, what are we going to be? Yeah. God, I love. Maybe I we need to think more about Halloween. that. I love it. So do your neighbors. Jay. Oh, they love it too. <laughs> they got me in the spirit. My neighbor's yard has what I, I no exaggeration. Thirty distinct like like skeletons, werewolves, zombies, all in their front yard. Yeah, it's spooky. It is very it's spooky. Terrible. All right. Our next, it, it, it does drive me insane. And someone messaged me, and they're like, oh, I bet they go all out for Christmas. No, just Halloween. Only Halloween. Here's, here's what happens. I know, I know these kind of people. So what happens is they're the people that on the 1st of November go to Home Depot and Walmart and buy all of the clearance stuff. And then every year they just take it, put it in a storage space, and yes. then as soon as it's ready, just more stuff. And I, I just drove by it. In no order... It is literally just like, what square inch of my yard can I put something new in? That is exactly Skeleton correct. here. Inflatable <laughs> ghost there. It's different every year. Because they wow. did, every year they collect $300 worth of after the Mars season <laughs> Halloween a, decorations. It's not a bad you idea. You know what? Luke, your neighbors should have been the uh, front office of the Pelicans while Anthony Davis For real. was there. Because that's, that's good yeah. planning. <laughs> That's exactly yeah, right. absolutely. That's the perfect connection, man. That's For true. real. They are the Pelicans with Anthony Davis of yard decorations. <laughs> hey, guys, our next Twitter question comes from <laughs> at Thunder underscore bust underscore pod who wants to know what is the best restaurant in Oklahoma City that has never been a down to dunk sponsor? Wow. <laughs> so many. Chick fil A? I'm going to go no. with this. They've never been a sponsor. Never been a sponsor. It's very, really and, good. And it is very good. It is really good. Here <laughs> is what I would say. Fung's Kitchen. Chinese food. Have we tried? <laughs> it's it's my favorite restaurant. But have you tried to get them as a sponsor? <sighs> no. Fung's is kind of well, weird not? because you walk in and they have like skinned duck yes. in the window. And that's how you know it's good. <laughs> Makes me a little nervous, but... Here, so here's the deal. I'm a junkie for House Smith restaurants. It's a problem. Yeah. And I love all of them. Yeah. Uh, my favorite ones are Red Rock. Yeah, it's good. Which, if it's you're good. in Tulsa, you have a Red Rock as well. Uh-huh, yeah, that's good. Right there on the river, right? Right on the river. In the neighborhood jam. The Raging Arkansas. Oh, yeah, neighborhood jam. I love so neighborhood cool. jam. Oh, good. Good. So if you're going more local, we love Oso and the Paseo. Paseo has some tremendous restaurants right now and yeah. some good spots. I mean, Picasso, not Picasso. Yeah, P- Paseo Grill yeah, is Picasso. really good. Picasso's really good. Um, I mean, there's just a ton of restaurants. Oklahoma City is to the point where I get nervous because I'm like, can we sustain all of these places? The answer is a new, yes. A new restaurant every day is opening. And then yeah. you've got your classics like Carl's Jr. Can't. Huge fan of the Western <laughs> Burger. Uh, God, it's so, good. it's so good. Dude, what's funny about Carl's Jr., this is yeah. back whenever we first met. Yeah. Is when I found out Jake and Joey's dad worked for Carl's Jr. Uh-huh. It was like, mar- I don't know, marketing. He did marketing, yeah. I remember thinking, these are my favorite two kids I've ever met in my life. Yeah, man. <laughs> uh, they gave me like <laughs> they gave me like a little ball or something. I was like a Carl's Jr. Like, yeah. Because I would destroy some double Western burgers when I was I in high know. school. 
Yeah. Watch the bacon cheese, man. It's Back whenever I had a metabolism. Really good. Mm, so good. I'd, Western, like to eat, I'd eat one right now. The Western bacon cheeseburger, the double Western bacon cheeseburger, is unbeatable. It is so good. The hard part now is that the fact that they've gone to like, they feel like you can go to the garage, S&B, any burger place and get a burger cheaper than you can get <laughs> That's a double true. Western burger. <laughs> that is true. I know. Double Western bacon cheeseburger. The burger itself is like $8. I'm not spending $12 <laughs> at Carl's Jr. I know. Yes, you are. If okay. you go, you are. <laughs> I know. That's why I, I have something I want to say. I haven't been there in years. What is it? Guys, Taylor, come on, man. Listen, do you guys felt like you uh, paid more money for food when you were in high school than you do as an adult? Because, like, in high school, I would go to Sonic and bust out 12 bucks easy. Oh, and wow. there's no way I'm doing that now. No. But, like, I would say no because there was more access to dollar menus when we were in high school. True. Like, back, like, when we started college. And you were satisfied by dollar menus. Yes. yes. Uh, and when we were in college, Arby's had the five different items oh, for five, five fifty-five. Uh, five for five, man. It was yeah. unreal. It now, was. So we had it all the time. You're not getting together with your buddy and saying, "All right, you take two items." You're no, like, I'll eat no, all no, five no. items. No, you know, it's five bucks. Potato cakes, check. All five items. Roast beef sandwich, <laughs> check. It was unbelievable. And now, if you get the same, like if I got the same five items, it's like ten dollars. At least. It's inflation, man. At the, at least. It's holding <sighs> man, us down. I just hate it. No, so Taylor, here's Roast the deal. Roast beef sandwich for Jamocha shakes. <laughs> there you go. Hand it to you, by Because they were little Jamocha shakes. No. No, dude. No, you don't remember. size Jamocha shake. He doesn't They remember. were small Jamocha shakes. No, they oh, were not. Taylor, this is... They were size small. Not in 2005. No, you're wrong. They were the full they were size. What, medium, Taylor. large size. Medium or large. The obvious difference. Medium. The obvious difference is the fact that you're spending your own money versus your parents. Well, that's mm, well. You were working, that's but kind at, of the, true at the same time, as your parents took care of rent and your car and all those different things, and so right, what money right, you had, you could go thing. blow at the restaurant because it didn't matter. True. Oh yeah, that money I made, that mall money I made working at Zoomies, the hundred dollars I made per week going Straight right into Sonic. just. Amp energy drinks. <laughs> Amp energy drinks, China House. Speedy Walk. Love and that. Speedy Walk, and that's it. Love that. Hey, well, you know what you should put some of your money to now, Taylor, is the Manscaped Personal Shaver. Support for Down to Dunk. OKC Thunder Podcast comes from Manscaped, who's number one in men's below-the-belt grooming. Manscaped offers precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. Talking about the Lawnmower 2.0. It's good. It's good. I'm an owner. Andrew is an owner. Owner. And guess what? It's a great product. It's a great product. (laughs) Great product. It does what it is designed to do. Which is make you silky smooth. You can get twenty percent off. You can get twenty percent off and free shipping with the code OKC Dunk at manscaped.com. Always use the right tools for the job and uh, your body will thank you. I feel uncomfortable. <laughs> hey guys, are you miffed and are you peeved? Miffed miffed and peeved. Really? I'm, did you give the did you give the Manscaped promo code? Yeah. OKC okay, Dunk at Manscaped.com. Okay, baby. Yeah. Right. 
At first, I was miffed to about be silky smooth, silky smooth, like a baby's butt. <laughs> Uh, it's like ew. a brand new leather couch. At the beginning, you know, like if you rest your arm on a the side of a leather couch, that's Luke's lawn. That's Luke's lawn area. So, guys, at first I was miffed and peeved about my neighbors, <laughs> and the ensuing conversation, I'm, I've realized I'm I'm super GMB. I'm GMB. Yeah, they love Halloween, and it's gotten me in the spooky season. That's good, man. You haven't said spooky one time because not it's, it's not, not time. It's yet. not spooky. Next yet. Friday. Next next Friday really is. And then uh, you guys will also get to see the Friday after is November 1st, which is the day after Halloween. So I'll be super hungover. That's good. Be great. I love Halloween. Do you go out on Halloween day? Have to. Have to. Have to. Have to. Have like, to. So are, are there places? He's not even choosing to. I have to. I'm yeah, not yeah. forced. Have to. So is that like, do bars and restaurants like do stuff on yeah. Halloween night? Oh, yeah. yeah. So lots yeah, of spooky yeah. dress up, dress up, dress up All spooky. sorts of spooky. Dress up spooky. You go to a, um, you go to like a haunted house? <laughs> no, I'm not really into that. It's too, too scary. Yeah. <laughs> because. <laughs> it it is. is. They're too, they're too I scary. And, and. Uh, I agree. And they scare me. Yeah, that's the point. Favorite candy? Favorite Halloween candy? Snickers. Snickers. Boom. Done. A Reese's. Anything Reese's. Reese's great. Yeah. You know what you do to make Reese's better? Do you say Reese's or Reese's? Reese's, Pop Reese's em. pieces. Yeah. Reese's pieces. <laughs> Reese's cups. What? I don't know. Reese's cuppy. As soon as I said it, I said I don't think I say Reese's. I think I say Reese's. Here's, you did. That's why I'm asking. Here's the most important thing: put the peanut butter cup in your refrigerator. Eat them from the refrigerator. Dude, I it feel like this is the eight year in a row conversation around Halloween. <laughs> it, is, it is true. <laughs> it is. it, it is. makes them better. It's just a reminder. Yeah. Jay. Do it. Pop them in there. Ooh, you baby. know what? I'm gonna do that because I have my my wife bought some some pumpkin shaped Reese Reese's Reese's. Put them in there. I'm going to when I get home, and I'm glad you reminded me. I'm sorry that Jay shamed you. <laughs> It is good, <laughs> but Halloween I will I'll be out and about. I'm gonna be dressed up. Super All right, so what's your costume? Spooky. I can't say. God, oh, you do this every year. This is an eight year tradition. Hey, so I just realized that. <laughs> Give I... me a hint. Okay. See you later. Luke. Oh, oh. Luke. So here I need ideas. So my wife and I, my wife, my wife are. Oh my. <laughs> oh wow. What is it? Here's a hint. Taylor, here's a hint. What I'm going to be wearing. Well, okay. I <laughs> Tell the people on the podcast. What are you wearing? It's a witch's hat. I'm wearing a witch's or hat. A, or, or a pilgrim's hat with a point on it. It's a witch's hat. I bought it last year. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to be super spooky. I'm be so a you're being a witch? It's sparkly. I'm going to be a witch. Like a, like a warlock? That's a male witch, yes. <laughs> but, but yes, a witch. So my wife and I just realized that my wife and I my have to... <laughs> We have a party we're going to next Saturday night, and we probably should try to find like an outfit. I wish that. I, you know what misimpedes me is what? like, I don't love super overly sexualized couple outfits, which it feels like if you it's get all on, of like, them. it's all of them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like all of a sudden you're like, I didn't know eggs and bacon were so sexualized, but apparently they are. So I need a few ideas. So if you got any ideas on Twitter that you want to make for me and send to me, that'd be great. Hot dog and bun. Penis and vagina. <laughs> Help us. <laughs> Help me. <laughs> oh, help me. <sighs> Thunder season starts next Wednesday. 
Let's get moderately excited. <laughs> Let's get. Oh.